0: Welcome to the Intelligence Briefing for Tuesday, the 14th of 2020. My name is EJ Nazario and here are the top polemical news articles for today. Sadly, Kanye partnering more with NAR Heretics. Many of us had great hopes for Kanye West after he briefly aligned himself with a McCarthright pastor in California and rumored to have associated with Reformed Baptist Church near his other home in Wyoming. Although we still hold down hopes for Kanye West and are glad to see certain transformations in his life that may or may not be related to genuine regeneration, it's certainly troubling that Kanye is increasingly associated with Word of Faith and New Apostolic Reformation heretics. As Now the End Begins correctly reported, Kanye is joining up with Awaken 2020 in Arizona. That conference is a virtual smorgasbord of outright heretics, including Lou Engel and Cindy Jacobs, both leaders in the New Apostolic Reformation. Also in the speaking lineup is Brian Welch, who is affiliated with Bethel Cult in Redding, California. Lou Engel famously kissed the feet of the Pope's emissary as a means of reconciliation with the Apostate Church of Rome. Please pray for Kanye West that the allures of the world will not entrance him. These are the very individuals we are warned about by the apostles who turned the gospel into sensuality and perverted. According to 2 Peter 2.2, it says, And many will follow their sensuality, and because of them the way of truth will be blasphemed. The Babylon Bee ran a cutting satirical article reporting that Joel Sting had taken Connie Osting to the top of Lakewood Church and offered him all the kingdoms of the world. Although satire, it's precisely what many of us feared. As Connie professed faith in Christ, a long line of charlatans and spiritual snake oil salesmen offered him their wares. Lacking no shortage of capital, it appears as though Connie purchased what they were selling. Please pray for Connie West. new leftist term differently complementarian at pulpit and pen as you know we chronicle the fads the trends and phases of evangelicalism for the sake of studying the doctrinal downgrade and keeping a record for our posterity in october of last year we coined the term flaccid complementarianism a spin on the term now used by egalitarians quote-unquote for soft complementarianism We also wrote about the redefinition of the terms complementarianism and egalitarianism in the post-good news egalitarianism has been totally eradicated in evangelicalism. We wrote, Now, new terms have been developed to explain the egalitarian position of evangelical leaders who don't want to use the term egalitarian. They will let women preach, hold pastoral office, and do anything a pastor does except retain the title itself. The term they use now is soft complementarianism, which is as flaccid as their argumentation. When then chronicled how, out of nowhere, this term, quote-unquote, soft complementarianism, came into existence and completely replaced the self-designation of egalitarian. The abuse of words is something the devil is into, and the Orwellian doublespeak couldn't be more noticeable than in the discussion of female preachers in modern evangelicalism that would rather change the words they use than admit they changed their positions. The latest double plus good addition to the Orwellian evangelical lexicon is, quote-unquote, differently complementarian. This term was made up by the ERLC research fellow and pastor at FBC Farmersville, Bart Barber, in describing rapid egalitarian feminist Dwight McKissick. The designation as differently complementarian is worth a chuckle or two, if for nothing less than the sheer insanity of it. McKissick believes women should preach to men on the Lord's Day, because the leftist holds back, for now, on women serving as quote unquote senior pastors. Psss. And that's not a thing biblically anyways. Even though he believes women can serve as other kinds of pastors, Barbara called him differently complementarian. Apparently, if you keep a pinky toe in the circle, you're still in. Of course, there was nothing complementarian about McKissick's debate for Lady Preachers with Tom Askell last year. He's a flaming feminist. Or not a feminist. He's just differently complementarian. And now we move to our third article and the title is Cultural Marxism Video at ERLC Website Butcher Scripture to Promote Division. A new video posted at the website of the Democratic wing of the Southern Baptist Convention, the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, or better known as the ERLC, ruthlessly butcher the scripture to promote its cultural Marxist agenda. Featuring Micah Edmondson, a radical leftist who is a contributor to the Gospel Coalition and regularly promotes racial division, the video makes several outrageously false claims about the Bible. Edmondson called for the social gospel in the pages of the Gospel Coalition, venerating the woman-using sex trafficker and homosexual Dr. Martin Luther King in the article titled, Martin Luther King Jr. and the Gospel Social Demands. That should be sufficient speak for who Edmondson is and his aberrant brand of Rasha Bush Theology. But take a moment and hear these words out of his own mouth. Um,
1: And so from the very beginning, we have a church comprised of of all different kinds of people. Uh, When the Lord brought his people out from Egypt, um, they came out as a mixed multitude. Um, And so all throughout um, the redemptive history, we see the Lord uh, incorporating uh, um, other nations with this view that through Abraham's offspring, through Jesus Christ, all the nations will be blessed. And, and that that shows us um, that that um, that Catholicity, that um, that this universality, that multi uh, multiculturalism, um, a multicultural aspect of the gospel is right, not as a subsidiary to the gospel, but is actually a part of 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 the gospel call itself. Um, for God so loved the world, people from every tribe and nation tongue, that he gave his only begotten son. So uh, that, that gives us good confidence um, in, in, in pursuing uh, diversity for the sake of Christ. So Edmondson
0: starts with a false premise and a damnable lie. Multiculturalism, which is a synonym for cultural Marxism, is sometimes known as well as cultural pluralism. The concept is that a thought arisen out of the Frankfurt School of Marxism and has largely been disseminated as a common thought through the American public school system of the 20th century. Multicultural holds the ethnic and cultural identity is essential to human flourishing, asking people to maintain their sense of group identity and reject individual expression. Multiculturalism also rejects the long-held American traditional value of being a melting pot, in which people come together irrespective of their group ethic or cultural identities. Countless 18th, 19th and early 20th century sociological studies lauded America's melting pot culture with being responsible for its unique success and human flourishing. Although the term itself did not technically exist until 1908, the principle endured long before. Due to the rise of multiculturalism philosophy, racial disharmony in the United States has become to an all-time high. Thanks to the multicultural concept of being quote-unquote mosaic over a melting pot, identity politics has driven a wedge between ethnic groups in the United States and even within churches which is most tragic. Now the Bible does not teach that God is creating a multicultural kingdom. The Bible teaches that God is creating a monocultural kingdom that transcends ethnic identity. God is actually merging all different cultures into one culture through the gospel. That's why Galatians three twenty eight through 29 says, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female, for ye all are one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, then are ye Abraham's seed and their heirs according to the promise? The message of multiculturalism says to cling to ethnic identity. The New Testament tells us to shirk our ethic identity for an identity to be found in Christ alone. Likewise, the Bible explicitly teaches that God is merging all cultures into one. 1 Peter 2.9 says, But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. God is accomplishing this by saving people out of their various tribes and tongues and nations and bringing them into a singular tribe, tongue, and nation under Christ. Revelation 7.9 says, After these things I looked, and behold a great multitude which no one could number, of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb. Oddly, for a supposed scholar, Edmondson conflates the Catholicity of the Church with the diversity of the Church. This could not be further twisted than what Edmondson has made it. Catholicity refers to a widespread uniformity that is universal in its scope. Diversity is given up for the sake of Catholicity. This is a major category error on the part of Edmondson. Catholicity is accomplished by diverse people giving up their distinctions and coming together under one particular banner of identity. Although Edmondson points to Abraham and God's promise that, quote, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed, end quote, Genesis 22:18), he overlooks the reality that God is bringing nations together to be grafted into one tree, according to Romans 11, verses 11 through 31. This is not a promise of multiculturalism but a promise of multiculturalism demise edmondson engages in a subtle bait and switch throughout the video while god's kingdom indeed consists of people from every culture nation and identity those individuals are forsaking those past identities for union with christ in a singular christian nation don't buy the propaganda the erlc is selling it's not biblically astute it's theologically ignorant And finally, to end on a good note, our last article coming from News Division, Evangelicals give Trump a letter thanking him for his accomplishments. With the 2020 election now 10 months away, more than 140 conservative figures have signed a letter praising President Donald Trump for the accomplishments of his administration. The letter from the Conservative Action Project, a coalition of right-leaning leaders, lists 34 specific achievements of the first-term Trump administration. Some of the items on the letter itself were such as a booming economy that has unemployment at its lowest level in 50 years, the highest medium household income on record, and a labor force that has grown by 2.1 million. Aggressively working to address the opioid crisis. withdrawing America from the Paris Climate Treaty, which saved American families $20,000 a year keeping his promise to build a wall in the southern border, signing the Choice and Accountability Act to update and reform the Veterans Administration. And finally, just to mention another one, reinstating the Mexico City policy to end federal funding of groups that promote or perform abortion overseas. So from a booming economy to stronger protections at the border, to implementing strong protections for the unborn, to nominating constitutionalist judges to the federal bench, The letter essentially is expressing that you, Mr. Trump, have kept your promises to the voters that elected you. The list of signers is a predictable who's who of names and organizations familiar to One News Now readers. Alliance Defending Freedom, Concerned Women for America, Competitive Enterprise Institute, Susan B. Anthony List, Family Research Council, Media Research Center, and the Center for Military Readiness. So, Mr. Trump, if you're listening to this podcast, thank you, sir. And we will continue to pray so that the Lord would give you wisdom, especially when you're on Twitter. The Intelligence Briefing is brought to you by Pulpit and Pen, and is also brought to you by the generous contributions of our patron sponsors who monthly support the Polemics Report with J.D. Hall, therefore providing this briefing to you for free. To become a patron supporter and have access to the rest of our additional content, including the Polemics Report with J.D. Hall, visit pulpitandpen.org and click on the Donate button today. Until next time, my name is EJ Nazario, and I'll see you here at the Intelligence Briefing.